Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford, and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he's doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on Southwater Square in Telford, and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's above the Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. So that was the passage from James 2, 14 to 26. And Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So when I'm talking about faith, that's what I'm talking about. That assurance of what we do not see. I wanted to start with, I've had a really weird 10 days. So 10 days ago, I was diagnosed as having cancer. And for me, that was like, okay, Lord, it's slight irony that you're getting me to talk on faith and action, because surely that means that I can no longer be active. If you're going to take me out with treatment, if you're going to be doing things, Lord, what am I going to be able to do? And it was a real like, oh, Lord. And he's like, Tam, will you just listen to me? And he took me to Matthew 14, 22 to 29. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, and when he sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when the evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was alone now in the middle of a sea, tossed by the waves. There was a storm, for the wind was contrary. It was against it. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Sometimes we're in the middle of a storm. We cry out in fear, don't we? But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Some of you hear faith and action, and straight away you exclude yourself. Because you think, I'm not intelligent enough. I don't have enough money. I'm an addict. My health's bad. There's no way God would ever use me. Why would he want to use me? And you are ready, disengaged from anything I'm going to talk about. But Jesus says to you today... Listen to me. Peter was sitting in the middle of a storm. The storm was loud all around him. Jesus walked on the water, which is a miracle. And I believe today, absolutely, that you're going to see miracles in your life. But if you're focused on the storm that's around you, you will miss the miracle that is in front of your eyes. Don't focus on the storm. Because if you look at that passage... Jesus doesn't calm the storm, which would have been the easy thing to do, wouldn't it? It would have been so easy to just say, storm, no more. But instead, he walked on the water. We know Jesus only does what he sees the Father doing. This is a direct connection to the Father in heaven. 
and he walks towards Peter and straight away Peter focuses on him and then straight away Peter can stand in the middle of a miracle and also walk on the water because his focus is Jesus. And I believe today that Jesus is saying to you, focus on me. Focus on what I'm doing, not the storms that are going on around you. Focus on me. So do you see where I'm coming from when I'm talking about faith and action? It's not about the storms that are going on around you. It's not about the things that you say exclude you from ever taking part. We can serve in so many ways his kingdom. We can have this action in so many different ways. Do not exclude yourself and disengage from this straight away. Because he's saying to you, come straight away. He's calling you out of the boat straight away. Come. Do you hear him? Do you hear his heartbeat for you? You're not excluded. Back to James. Galatians 1.19 implies that James is the brother of Jesus. He's an early leader in the church of Jerusalem. We already know this. If you're looking for a warm, fuzzy, pastoral kind of person, do not go to James. Okay? If you want that, there, there, everything's okay. Do not go to James. Because he's hard-hitting. He's direct. He corrects us. He pulls you up. He makes us accountable for what we're doing. And that's his purpose. After all, he begins with chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Ah, oh, do we want to hear this? Do we? We don't, do we? We so often want a faith that is comfortable to us. We want a faith that's nice and neat and we can package. But that's not the way that Christianity was ever meant to be. We were never meant to be a comfortable people. We were never meant to be a people that weren't revolutionary, that didn't change the world in front of us. We were meant to be a people that took on the establishment and said, this is the way my God says it's going to be. And then we step out in faith and become his hands and his feet. James is calling this church in Jerusalem to account for saying that they believe, but it's that quiet, nobody can see them. And this church is facing persecution. James was stoned a little later, so it's not without risk. But he's saying, what's the point of having this faith if you just stay there silent? If there's no challenge to anything that you're doing... What's the point? Who knows that you believe in Jesus? And if you don't yet believe in Jesus, are you going to get to know this Jesus knowing that it's uncomfortable, but actually sets you free to be the people who you are called to be? It stirs our hearts. It makes our spirits rise up and want more for the people around us because it takes the focus of us and what we want and puts the focus on those around us, the communities that we are in. And this is what James is saying when he said, faith without deeds is dead. 
Because he's saying, if your faith doesn't change the community around you, if you don't find your place, then what's the point? What is the point of this Jesus that you say you believe in? And we think that's about striving to find our identity, striving to do good. And it's nothing about that. It's about existing in a community of believers that then say, come, walk with me. Let me find out who you are. Let me show you things and ways you can serve. Let me show you and just see you healed as you walk as well. If you think you can't serve because you are too broken, then you are mistaken, absolutely mistaken. It is nothing to do about who we are, but everything to do about who Jesus says he is in our lives and that spirit that is raised up within us. How amazing is that? I'm just over five foot, so in the natural I can't reach into the top of cupboards. It just doesn't happen. I can't reach into the back of fridges. But I know a God who can do things that mean I can be tall wherever I stand. Because it's not about me, it's about Jesus. Everything I do has to point back to Jesus. And this is what he's saying. So this challenge in chapter 2 isn't unexpected, and it's quite a harsh challenge, isn't it? When you were listening to it, did you find yourself going, ooh, yeah, ow. Our faith has to propel us into doing something. The faith, the belief in Jesus comes first. But I want to say, admission of the truth is absolutely not the same as submission to the truth. Admission of the truth is absolutely not the same as submission to the truth. You can say you believe, but at some point you have to submit to that truth as well. You have to surrender, you have to let go of everything that stops you living life in all its fullness. You have to stop excluding yourself from communities and saying, I can't make a difference. You have to let go. And that's the submission to the truth that Jesus came to set everybody free. That Jesus came to set a world on fire and see things, governments changed, lives changed, people rising up. People finding their identities in communities and feeling whole again. Not being isolated, not being on their own. How many of us feel alone, feel like we have no purpose, feel like it doesn't matter what we do? This is the antidote to that. Absolutely the antidote. It's time to break some of those shackles off, some of those things that have stopped us. Can you feel him doing it as you're listening? Can you just listen to his heart rhythm for you? that says yes and amen to all the promises that you have in your life. How many times do you stand there and think, there's got to be more, there's got to be more. Verse 18, he is pleading with them, 
come on, rise up. And I think he's pleading with us now, rise up, church. Take your rightful place. He says in verse 18, even the demons shudder when they hear the name Jesus. Do we shudder when we hear the name Jesus? Do we? We've become that familiar. We've lost that respect, that awe of who he is. But we've also lost that thing of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There is an authority on you to break open strongholds that you don't even realize yet. Things that have blighted your families for generations. You have the authority to do that. You have the authority to pray into situations and see world governments change. You have so much authority. And if he's calling you to do it, then do it, because he's already provided you with everything you need. Come on. He's saying in James that what we do shows the reality of our condition, our relationship with him. One of the things I have loved over the years is that sense of his presence, that just sitting at his feet and just breathing him in. I can do nothing. I'm not that clever. I can do nothing. And yet he comes to me and says, Tom, you can do everything if I have called you to it first. What's he saying to you that he has called you to? What is speaking to your hearts now that is stirring again? Forgotten memories of promises that were laid on your life that have never been activated. Or you think, I can't see that ever happening. Who am I? You are a child of God. And my God can do anything. All things are possible. What about your God? Who is the God that you believe in? Because the God in the Bible did so many things. Did MDC, a viral thing that went round, um, Steve Carker, the Golden State Warriors head coach, did MDC that? He was talking about this school shooting in Texas. He really struck me, and he was in tears. He's 400 miles away, and he's the head coach meant to be talking about the basketball game. And he couldn't, and he's sitting there, and he's so frustrating, and he's got a world stage that are listening to him. Now, we had a choice at that point. He could talk about basketball, or he could say this, where he asked the senators to take action on legislation designed to protect kids from school shootings. He said, when are we going to do something? He said he was fed up standing for a minute's silence. He was fed up offering condolences. But then what I loved what he did, he challenges the system of money and power. 
Now, I don't know if he believes in Jesus, but I know that if we are stirred and we have Jesus in us, when we challenge something, it's because God is challenging us to challenge it. And he has given the authority within us to deal with it. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Nothing. He asks at the end, are you numb to this? Has there been that many shootings that you are now numb to this? And I want to ask you, have you lived in your communities that long that you are numb to what is going on around them? You don't even notice it anymore? Are you? What's he challenging you with today? Because breathe him in because he wants to change you. He wants to take that numbness off. He wants you to feel because he's got a plan and a purpose for you to change the communities that you love in. He's got a plan and a purpose. Faith and action. Our faith says we believe in Jesus. Our faith says all things are possible. Our action says I submit to that. I surrender to that. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to serve? How do you want to see this fulfilled, Lord? And he will answer you. And he'll either answer you directly or he'll answer you through the people that are here. The people that will pray for you here. The people that will stand alongside you and fight for you to see his kingdom come and his will being done in the communities that you're in. So how does James end this? He looks at two people in this scripture, Abraham and Rahab. And I love how it's Abraham on that end and Rahab on the other end. Because he's saying Abraham is considered the father of this incredible nation. Rahab is very clearly down as a prostitute. But what he's saying is before God, they are absolutely the same. Absolutely the same. There is no difference And he's saying that because I look at them and I can see by their actions that they love God. It doesn't matter who we are. And I love that James keeps stressing that. It doesn't matter what you think of yourself. Because it's never about that. It's always about what does Jesus think of you? What does he think of you? Do you know the answer to that? Do you know that you're loved with such an abundance? Do you know that? Or are you still stuck thinking, but this is what I think of myself? James is challenging it. Out of us flows rivers of living water. Living water. How can we not change the community around us? Living water. 
How incredible is that? Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. It's never by might. It's never by power. It's always by his spirit. And I want to stress that. By his spirit. Not about our limitations. It's always about Jesus. Can you imagine when Jesus hung on that cross and the people were saying, this is your king? This is the one who you said was going to save you? Can you imagine how they felt at that point? Because all they had was faith. All they had was faith. But that Jesus got down off that cross. That Jesus defeated death. That spirit that brought him back to life again is the same spirit that is alive in you to change the world around you. That same spirit. This is what James is calling us to. This is why James is not being fuzzy and warm and cuddly. Because he's saying, rise up, church. Rise up. Be visible. Rise up and see your whole nation changed. And today, that same message, rise up, church. Change this nation for me. And sometimes that means cleaning the loose. Sometimes that means doing tea and coffee. But rise up, church, and find out who you are in him. This is the message of James 2. Faith and action together. Thanks for listening. We hope this time has blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telford Minster, drop us a follow at at Telford Minster on Instagram and Facebook or go to our website, telfordminster.org.uk.